from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. With your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Brew Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On the Wake Up Radio family and shout out to you, the listener, the On the Wake Up Radio army. Definitely check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. If you are listening to the IG, the link is in the bio. Um, check us out on onthewakeupradio.com. That is the official streaming website of On The Wake Up Radio. You're definitely going to want to check that out because, you know, stuff we're going to talk about tonight, as always, will be heavily censored. Once we start getting into the topics, that's when it usually goes left as far as the censorship. So just do yourself a favor. Go check out on thewakeupradio.com. You can still listen in if you're on the IG Live, but just know that there's going to be interference. On thewakeupradio.com, I'll tell you what, I'll even do you a solid and pin it for you so that you all can go to the link. So that's usually what goes on. Mm. You can also check out the archives at the SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Yeah, we don't have the YouTube anymore. We do have a YouTube page, but we no longer use it because of heavy censorship. Okay, Google Play changed their whole format, so we no longer have Google Play anymore. They just just one day it was like we're not doing this anymore. So we no longer have Google Play. What the fuck was that? Did they start the no-knock raids already? This is it's about that time. If you saw the uh, name of the program this evening, it is between 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. That's the name of the program, so you already know what it is. Between the hours of 3 a.m. and 5 a.m., that is when we are in our deepest sleep and most susceptible. We'll go into that in a minute, though. I don't even know how long I'm going to be on tonight, but we're just, you know, just going to keep rocking and see where, where it goes this evening. Lots of interesting stuff to talk about. Don't want to spoil it for you just yet, but definitely talking about some current events and some not so current events because they all kind of just weave into each other anyway. Big shout out to FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. Thank you, Deanne, for keeping the lights on. We see you. Where is the U.S. outage map? Let's go check that out, see what's going on. 
you know, if y'all know what line of work I'm in, you might know that I'm a massage therapist and I have a lot of interesting clients, a lot of interesting people come to see me throughout my days. And I got to tell you, you know, spoke with um, an IT specialist, let's just say a cybersecurity specialist, right? Cybersecurity and I were dialoguing about how many cyber attacks are actually occurring right now. And John and I, you you know, um, <clears throat> John and I have been talking about this for years now. And even when we had that uh, DDoS attack, I think it was after the DDoS attack, we had some malware attacks. The, the city of Atlanta had a malware attack, you know, maybe five years ago or so, four years ago. Who knows? I don't remember. But you had to ask. It just seemed like this country was under sustained cyber attack. And I feel like, okay, look at something like when they talk about the hacking of the U.S. election. I don't really think that shit was hacked by the Russians, you know? But then you had, that's just my opinion. But then you have a situation like, when the White House had a blackout, and it wasn't just the White House, it was the Smithsonian, I think the Capitol building was very specific. And, you know, I got a chance to um, dialogue with some people who lived right in that area, and they told me straight up, they were like, nah, I live right around the corner from there, and I didn't have a blackout. So why was it that these major U.S. landmarks and these places of significance were attacked with a blackout, but the neighborhoods around the corner weren't attacked. This is the type of stuff I'm talking about. You just got to pay attention. I think that was a cyber attack. And they damn sure didn't say that was a cyber attack. I feel like if the Russians really hacked us or the Chinese really hacked us, we wouldn't know. They wouldn't tell us. They wouldn't tell us shit. But... Do I make my clients get a fake-ass COVID? Absolutely not. Hell no. I wouldn't do that to them. That shit is abuse. That shit's abuse. We're going to talk about all that this evening because shit, no time like the present, right? So before we go into that, I just want to take note that I'm looking at the U.S. outage map. And Texas is the only state right now where I'm seeing any significant outages. I don't even know if these are significant, but it's yellow. And... We're looking at Bandera, Bandera County. Um, Bandera County has some outages. Parker County, Upshur County, Marion County, Harrison County, and a little bit in Rusk County. So you know, just hanging in it, hanging in there, Texas, because you know how they're doing. It's funny because um, I was the funny, not funny. I was listening to this video that I have on my page, on my Instagram page. So um, I don't even know what I have it named at this point, but it is um, retired Sergeant Major Dan Page, Sergeant Major Dan Page, and he's talking about basically the imminent collapse of America. It's an old video. It's a video I put together like six years ago, five, six years ago now. But one thing that he talked about, and it's crazy, and this is why 
A lot of us knew that this 2020 shit was coming. I, I know I say it all the time, but we knew that 2020 was coming. We knew that 2020 was going to be some kind of a lockdown situation. We knew that it was going to be heavy fuckery. And we knew that they basically wanted to change the U.S. Constitution and, you know, kind of usher in this 10 regions, 10 FEMA regions, and also 10 global regions, you know, the U.S. and North America, Europe, Africa, maybe the Middle East, you know, they were working on different models, according to Sergeant Major Dan Page. But it's here now. So one thing that Sergeant Major Dan Page noted in this uh, in this audio was that the states that are going to face it the worst are the states with um, that are creating laws to basically protect the Constitution. And there are, you know, at that point, there were 20-something states that were trying to secede from the Union. Because remember, this was under Obama, too. And Texas was one of those states. Texas was one of the big states. This was around the time. This was actually a, a, a couple years. He did this presentation a couple years before Jade Helm 15 actually touched down in Texas. So this is the type of environment that, you know, we knew was going to be created. So when, you know, this, this, uh, pandemic struck, it wasn't a huge surprise. Just put it like that. It's for reasons like that, because this guy, a guy like this literally told you damn near step by step what was going to happen. And then it happened. Okay. There was, a, there's another man, um, Benjamin Fulford. I know a lot of you are probably familiar with Benjamin Fulford. If you're not, he's, um, he's kind of like a geopolitical analyst. He used to be the bureau chief, the Pacific, the, like the Eastern Pacific bureau chief of Forbes magazine. I think it was Forbes magazine. And back in like 2007, eight, I think it was Benjamin Fulford said that, and I heard this for myself, you know what I mean? I have this video saved somewhere. You could even see it on my page, but back in around 2008, maybe earlier, 2007, Benjamin Fulford told us that, he told us a lot of stuff, but he said that SARS was a biological weapon that was a, a race specific biological weapon too because it was um they wanted to start out the depopulation agenda in Asia and this was back when they said that if they start out this depopulation agenda in Asia then the Asian secret societies had a plan to start going after Illuminati members whatever that means so the Asian secret societies have, you know, at least 15,000, I think it's 15,000 assassins at their disposal who they said they would be able to unleash on the so-called Illuminati. Whether it's true or not, I'm sure they do have these assassins. Are they going after Illuminati members? Benjamin Fulford would say so. Do I believe it? I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe anymore. This is all this crazy shit going on right now. I'm telling you, I don't know what to believe. All I can tell you that you know what I believe 
I believe what I see right in front of me right now. That's what I believe. That that's the only thing you can go by sometimes, you know, because there are so many different shills. One thing, if you're if you get your information from mainstream media, then you are subjecting yourself to um, Operation Mockingbird. Okay, these fucking parrots in the mainstream media that just they literally verbatim repeat the same information like verbatim this shit is scary when you he, when you see these different videos stacked on top of each other and you know t- dozens and dozens of news readers i don't even call them reporters or journalists news readers dozens and dozens of news readers stacked on top of each other word for word parroting the same information this shit is creepy it's like something out of 1984 right so if that's where you're getting your information, then it, it's being skewed and you're com- being completely lied to. But then even in the so-called, I don't know what people, people want to say woke motherfuckers and truthers and stuff. I, I hate putting labels on stuff like that. You know, just people who don't believe the official narrative, say it like that. Even in that, if you want to call it a movement, because I don't look at it as a movement, but some people look at it as a movement. Okay. Talk about the woke movement. Listen, people who don't go by the official narrative, even within that whole dynamic, there's a lot of, you know, disinformation being perpetuated in the form of misinformation. And people, too many people who don't do their own research, you know, I'll call it meme university. People see a meme online and then spout that shit out their mouth as if it's the truth and have no foundation in the, in the truth or even how to research it. That's a problem. That's a huge problem right now. So that's why I say the only thing I can believe at any given moment is what's right in front of me. You know, I do believe certain things that I hear, but... It's after I at least can do a little inform, uh, homework for myself and, you know, to verify certain things or to see if there's some truth to it. And you know, I could give you so many examples, but I, I won't do that right now unless somebody asks for a specific example. We just know there's a lot of things that, you know, I won't even speak on until I can learn some information about it just to speak on it intelligently. I think that's how I've been with with these. Um, okay, now, folks, if you're listening on the IG, I already see my IG is, is dry right now, and it's being heavily censored. If you do turn in, tune in on the IG, go to onthewakeupradio.com and just listen up because the, my shit, yeah, my even my ads for this show are being censored at this point, and that's all good because that's what I expect. But if you are on the IG, go to onthewakeupradio.com and listen up because we're about to go in. I'm about to start using some keywords that I'm sure are going to get people kicked out of my IG live, all right? So when it comes to this vaccine and the side effects and all that stuff, that's one of those rabbit holes I went down. And, you know, it took me some months to really speak on exactly what it is because – you know, 
journalism, they say you have to have two or three independent sources to verify information, right? I'm not saying I'm a professional journalist. I haven't gone to journalism school. I just know how to do homework. But when it comes to the side effects and the, that, and the injuries and things of that nature, I've done enough homework and heard enough accounts from different doctors to know that something's fucked up and all the side effects. You know, we've talked about them so much on here. I don't need to repeat them to everybody. We know people are getting the tremors. People are getting the Bell's palsy. People are getting the, the, the bleeding disorders. Um, women are getting heavy, heavy, extra heavy uh, menstrual bleeding. You have children now that, that we're hearing, two and four-year-old little girls who are getting their menses, which is crazy. Um, you have postmenopausal women who are starting to bleed again. You know, you have women with blood clots, women and girls with blood clots the size of fists and fruits and, you know, sports equipment, baseballs and tennis balls and shit like that, you know? You have now we we um you you see uh teenagers who are receiving these shots because they're not vaccines, they're shots in their operating systems. You see teenagers who are receiving these operating systems coming down with myocarditis. Can't remember why so many of them are coming down with that, but they're coming down with myocarditis. The amount of deaths. I mean, the numbers I'm hearing, honestly, it's anywhere from 600, excuse me, 600,000 to over a million deaths, deaths alone. That's not counting the adverse events. I was going through, okay, we can play a game because I went to VAERS and VAERS, it's not straightforward. VAERS isn't, isn't straightforward right now. So you you have to really know how to use the system or, or have an idea of how to navigate the system. But I was able to navigate VAERS. And when I tell you the types of injuries, I looked at certain injuries. Let me see which ones I came. Because I looked up men and I looked up women. I looked up pregnant women. Uh, let me see. I'm just going to pull up one of these reports because I saved the reports for for my people. So this one, I did this one about June 14th, 2021 at 2.29 p.m. What were the criteria? And mind you, this shit is like, first off, this is 139 pages of VAERS information. What? Were the oh yeah okay so I did deaths I did females um yeah I did deaths of females okay to see what came up um and let me see just want to make sure I'm I'm uh, getting all the information for you. Okay, so 
just gonna go to the top. Now, there's no way in hell I'm reading all 139 pages of this, but it's just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Like, because the critics and people, you have people say, oh, bears can't be trusted and, you know, whatever. It, it's all bullshit. It's just ways to keep people from actually looking at the VAR system. Because if enough people look at it, this is the thing. Whether even the 6,000 deaths, 6,000 plus deaths that are being reported on VAERS right now is alarming enough in light of the fact that this, this is this shot has more deaths attached to it than all the shots since VAERS has been reporting since like 1998, I think, okay? More. And even then, VAERS only represents about 1% of actual deaths, all right? Or 1% of actual reports. So let me see if I can look this up for you real quick too. VAERS, because there's a Harvard study, 1%. Let me just see if I can look it up. Let me see if I can look it up because you know how we do. Ad hoc radio. Peace, peace, old sister. How you doing? Thank you for tuning in. So while I'm pulling up this website, um, let me see. This is from Great Mountain Publishing. This is from April 5th, 2021. New study confirms the VAR system is only reporting approximately 1% of anaphylaxis from COVID-19 vaccines. The Journal of the American Medical Association reported that the adverse events reporting system VAERS reports that occurrence of anaphylaxis from the COVID-19 vaccines is 4.7 cases per million. Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine doses is administered in 2.5 cases per million Moderna vaccine doses administered based on information through January 18, 2021. I'm not going to read this whole article. I'm looking for the Harvard study. Oh, here we go. There was a Harvard study that was done. Inclusive dates 12107 to 93010. Electronic support for public health vaccine adverse event reporting system. And let me see. I might have to come back to this, okay? But there's a Harvard study that tells us that VAERS only actually reports about 1% of actual vaccine injuries over the years, all right? So, because now I want to go to these adverse events, because that's what we came here for, right? So, you have the VAERS ID, and this is, you have these VAERS IDs, and then you have the actual cases of what happened. So the first one is 0913143-1. I'm not going to read off every VAERS ID for you, but I want you to see that these are official. Vaccine administered with no immediate adverse reaction at 1129 a.m. 
vaccine screening questions were completed and resident was not feeling sick and temperature was 98 degrees Fahrenheit. At approximately 1.30 p.m., the resident passed away. So this is an older lady. Another one, next one. My grandmother died a few hours after receiving the Moderna COVID vaccine booster. One, while I don't expect that the events are related, the treating hospital did not acknowledge this and I wanted to be sure a report was made. Okay, someone reporting on their grandma. Sure, it wasn't related, but I'm going to report it anyway, just in case, because as they say, a few hours after receiving Moderna, grandma was gone. Resident in our long-term care facility who received first dose of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine on 12-22-2020, only documented side effect was mild fatigue after receiving. She passed away on 12-27-2020 of natural causes per report, okay? So that's what, five days later? Okay. Um... A lot of these are residents of old age homes, and this is just women right here, okay? A lot of these um, found deceased in her home, unknown cause, six days after vaccine. Resident, resident, a lot of residents. Um, this one, the, uh, coughing up blood, significant hematosis, cardiac arrest, started day after vaccine, but likely related to ongoing progression of lung cancer, okay? So, and this is the thing, because as we know now, the, um, this, the, the spike protein causes vascular disease, causes vascular disease. So it's gonna manifest in different ways in different people, all right? No adverse effects noted after vaccination. Patient with cardiac history was found unresponsive at 1645 on 1621. Abnormal breathing patterns, eyes partially closed, SpO2 was 41%. Pulseless with no cardiac sounds upon auscultation. CPR and pulse was regained and patient was breathing. Patient sent to hospital ER where she remained in an unstable condition, had multiple cardiac arrest and severe bradycardia. And in the end, the hospital was unable to bring her back. This is the type of thing that we're dealing with right now. So these are all women. Like I said, this is 130 something pages of people who have suffered adverse reactions. And mind you, this is, like I said, VAERS represents 1% of actual reports or actual injuries. So I'm not, do I have a number for how many reports this is? I don't have a number for how many reports this is. And, and some people did like extremely detailed reports. I'm not going to read those all to you, but I encourage people to look up the VAERS database and just see what comes up. I'm seeing how many, if I can come up with a number no, I don't think it shows me the number. When you actually pull up the report, it tells you the number of how many cases are under this uh, under those uh, headings. But this isn't telling me how many. This is a long one. This is a long. There's some long ones on here when I tell you, folks. You know. But, like I said. Look, look at it for yourself. Look at the VAERS database and see what's coming up because you would be shocked. And if people were kind of privy 
to this information, the amount of information that's actually out there, then uh, there would be, you know, an uprising, some kind of uprising, or at least an outcry. Male, you know, this is male. There's 164 male deaths. A lot of these, I'm sure, are in nursing homes as well. Um, one seven twenty one received second dose of Pfizer COVID nineteen vaccine. One eight twenty one fever, dizziness, headache. Uh, one ten twenty one zero two five zero was found not breathing. EMS performed CPR on patient deceased. Patient had cardiac arrest. Patient died. I have a copy of his vaccination card. Um, and again. A lot of these are residents. Along these, a lot of these are uh, long-term care residents, hospitals, hospices, things like that. So, <sighs> nothing else. It's important for people to be able to do their own homework in these times because there's too much okie doke business going on right now. There are too many lies going around, and we need to understand how to interpret this information and, and make it useful. Because it's one thing to know information, but it's a whole other thing to actually be able to use the information. For me, because of my field, like I said, I'm a massage therapist, so I'm constantly dealing with people. I'm constantly working on people. When people are vaccinated, I need to know, am I going to get sick? from working on somebody? Am I going to get sick from being in the room with somebody? And these are the questions that nobody in a position of authority is going to answer for us. So we have to do it our own homework in order to preserve ourselves. It's about self-preservation right now. That's where I'm at with it. And that's why, you know, I do this type of homework. Like I said, like I, for years, I've been, you know, learning about a lot of this stuff. And it's all coming to a head 2020, 2021. Like I said, ben Benjamin Fulford started, you know, he, he told us that SARS was a bioweapon back like a decade and a half ago, basically. You know, he told us that 2008, yeah, a little more than a decade and a half ago, Benjamin Fulford told us about this. So, and he said that it was, you know, it was a bioweapon. And this is the thing, because he explained that it is also a race-specific bioweapon. Okay, race-specific bioweapon. So we had SARS back in the day. Then we had MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. And now this, SARS-CoV-2. But it's still SARS. And it's 80-something, 80, 80 to 83% similar to the original SARS, you know? And... I don't, you know, I'm on the fence about so many things. And that's why I say, like, there are too many questions and not enough answers with what's going on. But one thing that we can be sure of at this point is that the authorities and the media are lying to us. And that's going to be a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow, especially in these times to come, you know. Um, because how do you explain that to someone? Listen. It's funny because I was watching the documentary called Plandemic. I was watching part two. I watched the first one a few days ago, and then I was listening to part two today. And they explain how 
in 2020, we were taken, we were taken away from each other. It would, we were taken away from each other in 2020, the people, human population, never been done in history. There's a lot of new shit that's never happened on earth before. So this is one of those things. You had humans who were taken away from each other in the midst of global uprising. And that, thank you, because y'all reminded me. I gotta, I should write that down. Because in the midst of global uprising, people were now forced to remain indoors and relegated to their homes. Okay, they were sitting there listening to the TV, watching the TV focusing on whatever the news readers were telling them every day because humans there's something about humans that I've learned over the years is humans are number numbers oriented what i mean by that is we like numbers for whatever reason we like ticking numbers you know the stock market's going up uh, housing prices going down or whatever the fuck you know what i'm saying gas prices going up we like numbers we are number oriented people and i'm sure it has something to do with how our dna has been encoded and all this other shit but we like numbers so <clears throat> now just imagine all these humans in the midst of fear real fear glued to the tv because now they can't go outside they can go outside but they're scared to go outside they think they can't go outside this was a self-imposed prison that's the other thing listen yo during last year i was outside every day every damn day i was outside enjoying that fresh air my little i am legend shit running around the city doing whatever i want to do because nobody was there nobody was there and that's when i saw how lawless it actually was out there and that's why I tell people, like, we are living in lawless times. Even the cops are on some lawless shit. Everybody's on some lawless shit right now. But I digress. Most people were relegated to their insides. They were scared. You know, they were getting DoorDash and Uber Eats and all that type of shit because they did not want to go outside. And they're being fed information from the TV, Okay. If they're on social media, you saw the, the censorship stepped up, severely increased. And now, you know, I've been in, on this path for 20 years of my life. I was on this shit before social media existed. And so I got to see social media come into its, you know, evolution, come into its birth and how activism and truth telling became prominent on social media. Then I got to see how the censorship started on social media. And all this was shit was happening, you know, even probably a decade ago where I was seeing like before pages getting taken down was a thing. I saw people who I knew get their pages take, taken down, like on Facebook, scared the shit out of me. I can't lie. Cause then it was like, oh no, like this is like snatching grab shit. This is like, to me, that was a semblance for the snatch and grab because that showed how easily, mind you, I had never seen someone's actual Facebook page get shut down at this point. It was not a thing. It was not a common thing. You didn't hear about that. And I saw someone, it was during the Ferguson uprising. And, you know, this, this sister, 
she she was down in Ferguson and she wasn't out there making a big ruckus or anything like that. She was just down there. She was down there uh, lending some support to the people in the community. And she would come in every now and then and check in with the family, just let us know what's going on. This is back when videos, we didn't have live streaming like we have today. You know, this is more than a decade ago. Oh, no, 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 this is almost a decade ago. And whatever she was doing, she was being followed by feds, and her fucking Facebook page got shut down. That was scary. That shit was scary, okay? So... And then after that, you know, and that's when it really became a thing to see people's Facebook pages and Instagram pages start to get shut down during the Ferguson. Because especially on Instagram during Ferguson, people were able, that's when we had the 15 second videos. So if someone, if someone, let's say there were, you know, you had activists and this is before Black Lives Matter. This is when people were just fed up. And they would go and they'd protest, and then the cops did their snatch and grab, arrest somebody who's protesting, lock them up, and wouldn't tell people where the person was locked up. So on social media, especially Instagram, you would have folks say, oh, no, they're down at this police station. And they'd send these 15-second videos, and everyone who was in the area would go down to that police station and make sure, like, now nah, we got our eyes on you because we know that you're killing people in these police stations. Like, this is the type of shit that was going on back then. All that to say, uh, I'm fortunate that I got to see the evolution of activism through social media. And now we're in a point, so bringing you back to the pandemic, that's the point of saying that. So now in the pandemic, we're living in a time where they've perfected the art of censorship perfected the art of censorship where now you have all these people who are sitting in their homes um the the tv is you know the tv's on basically 24 7 they're scared you know every time if you're listening to cnn or fox you, you remember okay if you're old enough you remember back in like the 80s 90s if if the news said breaking news that shit was breaking news there was real breaking news oh Shit, breaking news, what's going on? And it's something going on, you know? Waco, Texas type shit. Now, breaking news is all day. All day, they hit you with that breaking news banner and they'll tell you the same shit that they told you the hour before, the same shit they told you two hours before, and so on and so forth, right? So people are getting this fucking stimulus to their brains. I'm making it real plain. I know y'all are aware, woke, whatever you want to call it, but I need to make it real plain the type of psychological programming that's been going into people for the last year, year and a half, right? So they're sitting there every time breaking news comes on, their heart does like this, and they want to see, what's this about? Breaking news. It ain't shit. It's the same thing they told you last hour, okay? Fucking number ticker going up, right? Because we love numbers. The number ticker's going up, and there's this many cases in the city. And then you have the censorship. So now when people, people, we can you believe we are at the point where people got to say shit like the V word to talk about these shots? Do y'all see where we're at? Do y'all see where we're at? That's where we're at right now. We The V-wording people. Which V-word? 
that's where we're at right now because we people are no longer permitted to openly talk about openly discuss what's going on because there 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 is an agenda being pushed at this point so now the level of censorship it is it is any any opinion that is not in lockstep with the official narrative they call it conspiracy theory people's pages people's social media pages are getting taken down and it's not just people who are you know i don't even know what you call the average person passing information because they're definitely getting shut down but now you're having doctors doctors who are speaking out having their pages shut down like real doctors mds and uh immunologists, um, virologists, things like that, people having their information shut down, people who you may consider to be whistleblowers, people who were, you know, in line with certain narratives, but once the information, the science came out and it went against the official narrative, these people say, hold on for a second, that's not right. What this guy on TV said is not right. And they open their mouth and say it, all of a sudden, they're being jumped on by <laughs> the fucking, what do you call them? The useless eaters. The useless eaters are eating the truth tellers. Yo, thank you, Fedco. Yo, motherfuckers are crazy right now, losing their goddamn minds out here. And the, the environment is extremely hostile for people who just want the truth. And it's it's so easy to label somebody a conspiracy theorist and completely bastardize their message. But in the end of the day, there's certain truths that, you know, need to be exposed and it's okay if it doesn't go along with the with the official narrative. But we're we're in a position right now where look I'm going to hit y'all with this, right? Because, like I said, I do my homework. You know, we just have to do our homework. We have to do our homework and not look at, don't don't go to meme university for all your information. If you see something in a meme that sparks your interest and you feel like it's really valuable information, go and do some homework on that. Go and look it up. Go and see if you can find something that you're not seeing spread all over the internet, right? So... Excuse me, it's been a long day, folks, so just forgive me. Um, Because we're going to play a little game right now, I think. Uh, I'm typing up. Oh, see, my computer's moving slow right now, too, for some reason. But I just typed in PCR test inaccurate. Because I'm doing a little test right now. I'm doing a little um, doing a little experiment. So just let that load up. The um, but I have these article. This article in the meantime, it's from the CDC.gov. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Really. <clears throat> okay. Really hating on your boy right now. Oh, no, no. This is the wrong one. 
is the wrong one. Let me see. There we go. CDC.gov, divisions of laboratory systems. <clears throat> oh, yeah, Fedco. This shit is uh, off the chain, bro. Like, it's, it, it's deep right now. You know, and you got all these billionaires going to space. Like, yo, if aliens are coming, I don't want those to be the first motherfuckers that the aliens meet. Put it like that. That's going to be a poor representation of our Earth. Like, oh, this is the best you could do? Yeah, just destroy the whole thing. <laughs> they have one motherfucker in space, and this guy's an asshole. Nah, just destroy the whole thing. Come, come report back to the chief. Like, nah, it ain't worth saving. <laughs> yeah, they send up this guy that looked like a penis. Like, yeah, an actual penis. <laughs> and it spoke. <laughs> nah. Get rid of the whole shit. <laughs> you know? Um, Division of Laboratory Systems. Lab alert. Change it to CDC RT-PCR for SARS-CoV testing. Now, the RT, that's the real-time PCR test. Is that the rapid test? Or is that the actual PCR test, the polymerase chain reaction test, right? <clears throat> so level laboratory alert. After December 31st, 2021, CDC will withdraw the request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization of the CDC 2019 Oh, yeah, CDC 2019 novel coronavirus, 2019 NCOV, real-time RT-PCR diagnostic panel. The assay first introduced in February 2020 for detection of SARS-CoV-2 only. CDC is providing this advance notice for clinical laboratories to have adequate time to select and implement one of the many FDA-authorized alternatives. Um, in preparation for this change, CDC recommends clinical laboratories and testing sites that have been using the CDC 2019 NCOV RT-PCRSA select and begin the transition to another FDA-authorized COVID-19 test. CDC encourages laboratories to consider adoption of a multiplexed method that can facilitate detection <clears throat> and differentiate, <clears throat> excuse me, and differentiation of SARS-CoV-2 and influenza viruses. What does that mean? Such assays can facilitate continued testing for both influenza and SARS-CoV-2. <clears throat> Excuse me. And can save both time and resources as we head into influenza season. So as we head into influenza season... Excuse me. They want a test that can dis distinguish between SARS and influenza. This is from the CDC website, cdc.gov. I'm reading this. This I took these screenshots from the CDC. <clears throat> I'm not going to act like I completely understand what they're talking about all the time, but I know how to read. 
my reading comprehension is pretty good. Y'all, I'm sure your listening comprehension is good too. So you you heard what I just read to you. You know, I'm just gonna leave that right there. This is what's going on right now. So if they are pulling this PCR test, this RT-PCR test, and it's funny because why isn't this? I put in, I typed in specifically PCR test inaccurate in the search engine. And it says connection is timed out. Word? That's what happened? Connection timed out? Because <laughs> I want to find out. I want to make sure. Is the PCR test and not the rapid antigen test because it didn't say the rapid antigen test, it said the RT PCR test, the real time PCR test. It didn't say the rapid antigen test or whatever the fuck, rapid test. It didn't say that. And so, but all that to say, so there's a whole point to this. So, to me, that's major. That's major news right there because that means that. There's something wrong with the PCR test, and we know that there's something wrong with it. But to me, that says, no, officially now, there's something wrong with the PCR test. But if you see what's going on across the world, they will continue to give people this PCR test until December 31st, 2021. Can you believe we're going into 2022? Holy shit, that sounds like a, uh, what the hell is that movie I like? Blade Runner type shit. <laughs> We're in the Blade Runner times right now. Except for we don't have robots like like in that movie. We're just getting fucked by these major corporations. <laughs> We're still getting fucked. Just not space age fucked. We're getting like low level earth fucked. This is like industrial revolution 2.0 type fucked. You know what I mean? Like steam engine, steamboat willy type <laughs> robber barons, <laughs> you know. It's like the, the guys that, that had the, the, the crooked ass bankers, the banksters from back in the day. These are like their grandchildren, they ain't that far removed, you know what I'm saying? If there's flying cars, they're the only ones using them, and we can't touch them. That's that's where we're at right now. We're like. Just a step removed from that old wild, wild west shit. You know, motherfuckers in ascots and monocles and top hats and stuff. Stinking, you know, not taking showers or baths for days because they believed in the filth. But I digress. The search engine's not all this shit is timed out. Okay, I see you. So, yeah, that's the cdc.gov. That's what they're talking about. And no real explanation for why they're doing this. Hmm. So that that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. You know, in the end of the day, like, People just need to educate themselves on what's going on and not pay attention to what they're seeing on the TV so much. And and the reason that you want to do this, and this is for people who feel like they have to argue with folks or convince other people of shit. You know, again, 
the world that I live in, every now and then, like, yo, I had someone come into me the other day, someone who got the shot. And, you know, every now and then people ask me, oh, did you get it? No, I didn't get it. Are you going to get it? And I just laugh because I'm not trying to get into that conversation. But this is someone who, you know, has been seeing me for a while. And I was like, no, she wants to know why I'm not getting it. So I had to tell her why I'm not getting it. And, you know, I was able to have an intelligent conversation with this lady because, she, you know, she deals with the bodies, too. She deals with the health field, too, to a certain extent. So we can dialogue on a certain level. Then I start talking about the spike protein and what the spike protein does in the body. I say, have you heard that it's a vascular disease? Y'all know I didn't hear it was a vascular disease. You say that would, that's pretty important, isn't it? You would think that with all the bullshit that they're, they're pumping through the TV and the airwaves, you would think that they would mention that one, the spike protein is the most pathogenic part of the disease, right? But then also that this disease, whatever we call it, this is, a, this is a vascular disease, okay? So it's a vascular disease. It's not a respiratory disease. It may, we may, people maybe can catch it through respiratory droplets, but it attacks, attacks the vascular system. So that's your veins, your arteries, and then it attacks your heart. It can attack the brain, uh, breach the blood-brain barrier. You know, all the shit we talked about. Kidneys, liver, spleen, bone marrow, okay? Uh, it can attack the bone marrow, so that could lead to all kinds of cancers. And then, um... The, and this is from, you know, uh, doctors like Dr. Byron Bridal and, and uh, what's this motherfucker's name? Robert Malone, the inventor of the uh, mRNA process. One of the inventors, he said that the, the what, what's the language that they use? They say that the, the bio... The biodistribution of the spike protein peaks in the ovaries. It peaks in the ovaries. So what is that going to do when now it's time for the antibodies to attack where the spike protein is at? Does that mean it's attacking where the ovaries are? Yeah. Does that mean it's attacking the lung, liver, spleen, kidneys? Yeah. But uh, again, why do you think you, you have these teenagers and young folks coming down with myocarditis? Because something is fucked up. Something is fucked up right now. They don't want to tell us. And so they're banking on people not doing the homework for themselves and figuring out what's going on. Because once you start, once you start to put the pieces together... It, it, it doesn't take many pieces. That's the fucked up part. It doesn't take many pieces. Once you start putting the pieces together, that's when you realize, oh, no, like they're really lying. They're lying bad. When you realize how bad they're lying to to the people, put you in an awkward position, you know? So talking to this client, you know, I, we talked about this, and she, was, she saw me for a 90-minute, and she wanted to have this conversation. And so luckily I was prepared to have this conversation. And in the end of the day, I said, you know, there's a lot of questions that I have. And I asked her questions. This is the thing. I like to ask questions because when you ask questions, then 
people have to come up with answers. People are extremely intelligent. You just have to give them the opportunity to be intelligent with you. That's one thing I've learned in life. People are intelligent. <clears throat> if they start to use the thinker, then they're going to come up with certain conclusions for themselves. If, if they're um, faced with too much cognitive dissonance, then they're going to completely shut themselves off to logic. But if they're, you know, if they allow themselves to question authority, just ask the question or they allow you to ask them a question and let their brain and their wheels start to turn, they're going to come up with certain answers and you can see the look on their face. And, you know, I don't like doing this, but you can see the look on their face. It's almost a look of fear when they start to entertain the implication of those answers. That's the thing. When people allow themselves to ask those questions and then they entertain the implications of those answers, that's when shit gets scary. But that's also when you have, you know, another revolutionary, somebody else who's like, damn, I'm awake now. I can't go back to sleep. One of my homeboys told me this and I still struggle with this and juggle this in my man. One of my homeboys told me, he said, he said, introducing people to knowledge is evil. <laughs> he told me that shit is evil. Because if someone is unprepared for what you're about to drop on them, like you can't just drop information on people without warning. He said it's evil. Because they can never go back to sleep after that. And maybe it is evil. Maybe it is fucked up. Maybe that's what the whole Adam and Eve shit was about. You know, like maybe that was just a, a metaphor for you're cool once you, if when, when you don't know something, it's cool, you know, because then you're in ignorance. Maybe you have a layer of protection, right? Don't they say that, that God looks out for babies and fools, right? And my grandma used to say stuff like that. But, right, right, especially if they already got a shot. My grandma used to say that, right? God looks out for babies and fools. If someone's a fool or if someone's ignorant, then can they really be held accountable for what they don't know? But once you, once that person is now introduced to certain information and knowledge, now that person is accountable and responsible for that information. What do they do with it? What if they only have a little piece of information? You know, then how do they move? How do how do they navigate through that type of landscape, through that type of atmosphere? I think that's one thing. You know, I, I, I I've been saying in the last few weeks, and I heard Super Sly. Shout out to Super Sly seventy five. He said, "This is like the big leagues here." You know, the same for the same for folks who are just learning like if you're just learning and you can keep up with this and you can do your homework that's great but you got to have a level of knowledge information to have the discernment like if i you know the things that i talk about if i'm talking bullshit 
all of y'all should be able to call me out immediately. You should be able to call us out when we're talking bullshit, you know, because you should have enough knowledge and information to be like, nah, that don't smell right. That don't sound right, you know, and check us on it, you know, or if we're passing some information, if we're passing some misinformation, you should be able to check us on it. Like, nah, that don't really sound right. That don't, nah, I don't think so. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's got to be the checks and balances. But you have too many people who have, who don't have information on these things, who don't have, maybe they don't know how to look up different resources. Look, I, I do internet stuff, but I also do books, you know? I mean, the stack of books, every, every, every show, every show, I have a stack of books next to me. I never get to the books, but I have a stack of books. Okay, I'll show y'all what I'm dealing with right here. I'll show y'all what I'm dealing with right here real quick to get an idea of what I'm talking about, okay? These are books that at any moment I might just reference them. I know if, if you're listening to the radio, you can't, you can't see what I'm talking about. But it's The Creature from Jekyll Island, The Hydra of Carnage, The Creature of Jekyll Island by, um, what's this guy's name? I don't remember this guy's name. The Hydra of Carnage by Craig B. Hewlett, Powernomics by Claude Anderson, Thieves in the Temple by Andre Eglishon, and then Corporatism and Empire, A Philosophy of Fascism, Postmodernity, Postmodernity's Problematic, again, by Craig B. Hewlett. These books are about geopolitics, economics, and I'm no economic expert, but like I said, I've done enough homework to have an idea of how certain things run. And so I was watching, as I was saying, I was watching Plandemic, part two, Plandemic. And you keep mentioning this term, the interlocking directorate, the interlocking directorates. And I guess dealing with antitrust laws, if we even have those anymore, there's a thing called the interlocking directorates. And they say in the, in the antitrust laws, or this is the way that they were explaining it in the documentary. They were saying that the way that our laws are set up, nobody should be able to be on the board of directors of, what was it, competing corporations or something like that. Well, the thing with the interlocking directorates, if you can get this, then you can understand how things are the way that they are right now even with this pandemic that we see. Because the interlocking directorates, you're gonna have someone like, pick someone, Henry Kissinger, let's say, right? And he can be, he can sit on the board of directors for 100 corporations. How? And, and then he works, you know, dips in and out of the government. How is someone, even in a position like that. That's the interlocking directorates. Those are the people who, they, they are so influential. When they come into the room, everybody pays attention. They set the policies, you know? 
you'll have someone like that where who has a, a spot at the World Health Organization, at the World Economic Forum, at the Bilderberg Group, Council on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, all the way down through different levels of government. So let's say you have someone like that, like this is what Craig B. Hewlett explains, because he, he was in the um the CFR for a little while. But he was low level. He was just a businessman because they liked how we did business. This is according to him. They, he liked, they liked how we did business. So they brought him in there. And he was saying that when you get in there, it, there is no, it's not democratic. They're dictating what the fuck is going on. They're letting y'all know the type of policies that they want to implement and there's no discussion, there's no argument, there's no, no democratic process, nothing like that. And it doesn't matter if you are American, French, Dutch, German, English, doesn't matter, all that stuff. They don't believe in national sovereignty because these people are part of what, again, Craig B. Hewlett describes as the global regime of economic interdependence. The global regime of economic interdependence. That's what people call the new world order, the global regime of economic interdependence. And it's the same thing as what we're saying with the interlocking directorates, where you have people who, they don't have to be elected into the government to create the policies and dictate the policies. They just have have to have a position where people who create the policies listen to them. Let's say you have someone who's a freshman senator, but who's also, you know, who's been in the Council of Foreign Relations for years, but low level, low hanging fruit in the Council of Foreign Relations. Then their, um, their secretary, you know, or their special assistant is someone is a higher, higher ranking member in the Council of Foreign Relations. You think that freshman senator is running the show? Nope. Nope. That that uh member, whoever that person is, is the one who's calling the shots. They're telling them you're gonna vote on this when it's introduced. Or they're gonna be like, listen, I just got this bill off the shelf from uh my friends at ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council, we just got this bill. We want you to introduce it into the House, okay? And then a bunch of your buddies are going to vote on it because they're being told by people like me to vote on those. This is how politics really works in the United States and, and, and around the world. This is how it really works. And these people don't trouble themselves with the type of stuff that we do, you know? They're not, they don't care about gas prices. They don't care about gun rights. They don't care about homosexual issues. They don't care about abortions. They don't care about any of that shit because the machinery of, of how the government works, there's two governments. And this is again, from Craig B. Hewlett, there are two governments. You got the spiritual side and the actual side. The spiritual side is like, oh, the elections and Democrat, Republican. Ooh, we got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in there right now. It's all religion. It's all religion. That's all that shit is. Trump, listen, Obama, listen, there could not have been an Obama without a George Bush Jr. 
There could not have been uh, a Trump without an Obama. There could not have been the Joe Biden without a Trump. If, if people don't see that game, then I don't know what to tell them, okay? None of the shit that's happening right now is by accident. None of this 2020 shit that happened, so-called pandemic, none of that is by accident. All that shit was planned out, and it's working, okay? And like I said, like we've been talking about this stuff. We've been doing homework on this. I've got a video that I've had up there on my IG for how many, at least a couple years now, where he tells you 2020, this shit's going to go down. Go check my IG when you get a chance. You know, check it out after this show. Sergeant Major Dan Page told us in 2013, he said, 2020, shit's about to go down. They're going to rewrite the Constitution. They already got the new Constitution. I mean, if you look at what's going on right now, we technically live under a new Constitution. We live under a new rule of law right now. The FEMA regions have, in fact, been activated, okay? That's why we shout out Deanne Criswell. The, the acting, the, or excuse me, the FEMA administrator right now, because they, we're under a new law and people don't even realize it at this point. And we, we have to figure out how to uh, navigate through this type of environment because there's other shit that's coming, okay? we Thank goodness we have not yet been hit with a major blackout. If you were here for the beginning of the show, then you did hear that um, Texas, you know, they do have some blackouts right now, but no major power outages. But expect a major blackout. Expect cyber attacks. Expect shit. Uh, the U.S. government might just push the button on their own and blame it on somebody else, okay? They want wars, you know, uh, war 2025. They they want to, uh, who's it going to be against? Whoever they want it to be against, okay? They want to have a conventional war. They want to have, and it's not going to be nukes. If it is, it's going to be like tactical nukes, more tactical nukes. But peep game because we're already in nuclear war as it is, all right? There's a couple ways we're in nuclear war. One, in the physical warfare front, you have soldiers using um, uh, ammunition with depleted uranium, okay? We already know that the depleted uranium, like in Iraq, the depleted, and if whoever they go fight with next, so that's Iraq and Afghanistan, right? Kind of pulling out of them right now. But the spent shells, the depleted uranium that will be floating around those regions for the next thousands of years, the birth defects that are gonna come out of those places. If you haven't seen some of the videos and pictures of the birth defects birth defects from Iraq right now. This shit is horrendous, okay? So they, we're in a nuclear war already. People are thinking large-scale nukes like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Like, nah, the bullets are made of nuclear material. Literally, the fucking bullets are made of nuclear material. Gotta change the way you think about this whole shit because it's, it's, one thing I learned is it's not gonna look the way that we think it's gonna look. None of this shit, it, it tends not to look the way we think it's going to look. And it's not going to be presented the way we think it's going to be presented, okay? Look at also, um, 
Oh, we just Mr. Six Foot Five on IG post video receipts of what you're saying, bro. Oh yeah, Mr. Six Foot Five. Shout out to Mr. Six Foot Five. That's a brother I would like to talk to and just sit and listen because that brother is well researched. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I don't get to see too much of his stuff, but the things that I've seen, the brother's on point. Oh shit. Oh, super producer said some shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop that in a second. The um next part of the nuclear war, look at we ain't even talking about 5G yet, okay? Because that's a whole other thing. We could talk about 5G. These 5G devices, especially especially in the in the height of the lockdown. When I tell you I see 5G boxes, I see these strange boxes all over the city. Boxes that were not there before. You know? They're putting this stuff stuff up. They're, they're, they're putting up this infrastructure fast and hard. I see these ghastly towers all over the place. You know? I see people acting crazy and nutty. These people walk around looking sick. Fucked up. There's something going on. Nuclear war, okay? It's it's a different nuclear war than what people might have expected. These devices, this phone, computer, fucking smart refrigerator, smart refrigerator that'll tell somebody, tell an app on your phone when you need to refill it. Oh, you're out of milk. We're not there yet, but we are extremely close because don't they have the moneyless stores now where you put stuff into your basket and then you can just walk out of the store? Don't they have them now? Isn't Amazon toying with that? I remember they were talking about that like a decade ago. And I knew like, I knew it was going to be a wrap when that came because they're using the end. What is it? The NFC, is it the NFC? They're using the NFC chips, right? They're using the NFC technology, the RFID technology to um to do this type of thing. But because more than a decade ago, I remember when they were saying, people were saying, they were warning us that they were going to start to put RFID chips in every fucking thing. And when I tell you, like, I would, it would be the damnedest thing where, I mean, what was it? The bottom of, you know, be some shit like this, something like this, where you would search it and you would see an NFC antenna on it. Like, what are you doing on there in the first place? NFC antenna, if people don't know, the NFC antennas, those are the antennas that now it's openly, we have the technology openly in our phones. That's the tap technology. Just tap, tap. Oh, you could tap. That's the tap technology, the NFC technology. But those things at a certain, those are antennas in the end of the day. You remember when, I remember I was straight pulling that shit off of my battery. Once I found out what it was, I just pulled that shit off. You had assholes on the internet like, don't take off the NFC. Don't do it. Like, fuck you, nigga. (laughs) Taking that shit off. But now you can't even, in a lot of these phones, you can't even take the battery out of your phone, you know? But that NFC technology, that's what they're going to have in every goddamn product. And I'm telling you, like, your fucking clothes, like, you see, like, this little vest right here, like, your shorts, your underwear, like, everything. They want 
this technology embedded in every fucking thing. I'm telling you, like, they they want to track people on a whole other level. Ooh, damn. Fedco says China is setting up many more silos to probably quadruple their nuclear arsenal because our ability to shoot down their missiles is so efficient. Yeah, you know what's wild? Because China... China has these, um, what do they call? Oh, yeah, they have the ICBMs, these intercontinental ballistic missiles. And so they went to the Russian border a few years ago and have some missiles, like right at the Russian border, and have some missiles pointed towards the U.S. But because of, I don't have a map with me, but because of the location of where these missiles are at, Excuse me, if this is the U.S., those missiles would come down here. They can hit every fucking place in this country. And these ICBMs, when they fire up one, that's like a dozen missiles can drop down. Nigga, (laughs) it's a whole other level of shit. Then you got Russia with these supersonic... uh, projectiles that the U.S. can't even, the U.S. has no defense against them, uh, some of these Russian projectiles. Super producer Cindy Ashby said, third wave coming. Imagine the Gulag Archipelago will start the Hunger Games. May the odds be in our favor. Time's up. God damn. That is terrifying. That is fucking terrifying. But this is... Lao Guy, the Chinese gulag. This is the type of shit that I read. Because, look, if, if you want to understand what could be in store for a place like the U.S., you have to understand kind of how these things come into fruition in the first place. You know? And I haven't gotten too far through this book, but it's okay. The, the way the Chinese do it, right, thank you, Cindy, we shouldn't be afraid. They feed off our fears, exactly. Fear is not an option. Fear was an option like 20 years ago. Now it's survival shit. If you're scared right now, I don't know what to tell you. The shit that you're probably going to see in the next few years is going to fucking terrify you if you allow it to. Don't be scared. You'll be all right. We'll be all right. Look, this is just a, just a random page from it. The political function of labor reform camps. The essential nature of the Chinese communist LRC system, its labor reform camps systems is not like that of other nations, prisons, or detention centers. The purpose of the Chinese LRC is not simply to maintain order in society or to punish criminals in accordance with the law, but also to protect and consolidate the dictatorship of the communist party. As the communists themselves freely admit, quote, our Lao Gai Dui system constitutes an important part of our public security system. It is one of the tools of the dictatorship of the proletariat. It serves to punish and reform all counter-revolutionaries and other criminals, end quote. For 40 years, the main target of punishment meted out by the LRC was, quote, unquote, counter-revolutionaries. 
With regard to criminal acts in general, the CCP class and class struggle theories hold that, quote, crime is a single individual struggle against the government. And see, like, it's funny because I got this book in the last probably two, three years, but when they dropped the Patriot Act on us and Homeland Security, it dawned on me that at a certain point, crimes would be considered crimes against the state. That thought just popped into my mind like 20 years ago. I said, oh, shit, that's the direction they're headed. Regular crimes. But look, this is exactly how the Chinese play it. Okay, For 40 years, the main target of punishment meted out by the LRC was quote-unquote counter-revolutionaries. So that's the bulk of the type of punishments that they're, that they're uh, giving people, the violations, counter-revolutionaries. With regard to criminal acts in general, criminal acts in general, the CCP class and class struggle theories hold that, quote, crime is a single individual struggle against the government. Because this sort of criminal phenomenon also tends to undermine communist rule, it must be suppressed. If you're a fucking criminal, you are a counter-revolutionary and you are against the government, okay? You think that can't happen here? Yeah, thank you. Gotta tell people to get get off this scared shit. Yo, folks and Cindy, you know, we gotta... um, play them some Gulag Archipelago, you know, on the website one day. The Gulag Archipelago, if y'all can get your hands on that book, read the book. If you don't have time, listen to the audio book. It's on YouTube. It's in other places. But in, in the Gulag Archipelago, it is, well, I tell you, it's like 12 hours. There's about seven sections, and each section is about 12 hours long. That shit is horrific. The thing it is written by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And when you see the things that, when you, when you hear the things that he's discussing, that he experienced in the Russian gulag system, it's, you know, it's not so far-fetched from what we're experiencing today. This is like the beginning stages of it. Okay, one example I'll give. Easy example, right? The um in the Russian, you know, when they came to arrest people in in Soviet Union, they would kill people's dogs. Oh, thank you, Cindy. Um, they would kill people's dogs, and they would kill people's dogs because basically they saw everybody as dogs or property of the state of the communist state. But the thing with people's actual dogs is those dogs were citizens who had a loyalty to somebody other than the government. That's why they killed people's dogs. Because that was one person, that was one person, in quotes, who couldn't be controlled in society. So when they came, whoever they were, the secret police came to take people to the gulag, they had to kill the dogs. Because the dogs would defend their master to the death. And there's only one master in a system like that, and that's the fucking government, okay? And I know I know a lot of y'all know this stuff and you understand these things. We are 
It's funny because I don't know if you saw the ad for today. If you saw the ad for today, then you already know what time it is. It's, um, what's this guy? Well, Jeffrey Epstein's one buddy. What's this motherfucker's name? Um, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. He's talking about, we're going to come to your doors. We're going to send people. We're going to come to your doors. We're going to put you in cars and bring you down to get vaccinated. Like, that's the world that he wants to create. I told, I've been saying this motherfucker has tyrannical tendencies, top to bottom. But then you see Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo on TV talking about there should be no participation in society without getting this shot. What kind of shit is that? Folks. They are starting to put this propaganda out there now. And this is why our people have to really pay attention. At this point, they are putting out this propaganda and they're putting it out hard and fast. They're putting it out hard and fast and they're letting you know that if you don't do something about it, there will be no participation for you and your unvaccinated ass in this society. And I I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's going to be like uh like um like I am legend minus the zombies cuz I don't think people are going to make it. I don't think people are going to morph into some fucking zombie unless they're like the zombies in that movie Cell with John Cusack where they were just fucking walking around a 5G tower like this. <laughs> Those are the only type of zombies. I don't think they're gonna be running around really eating people and killing people. It's just gonna be just marching around a fucking antenna like that. Happy to just march around the antenna. <laughs> like bees or like like flies or something, you know? Um But if if this thing is real, what they're doing, it's probably gonna look more like that movie Jupiter Ascending. When those fucking, when the people were, they were on that planet that they had just purged and there was nobody around. It's probably going to look a little more like that. It's just going to be all these unvaccinated motherfuckers standing there with the government across from them. That's scary. People are watching everything we write on this live. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 completely. <laughs> completely, man, yo, it's okay. I don't know if that's, I don't know if you're saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. People are watching. People have been watching, that's the thing, you know, and it's like we've had, you know, we have we have people that, that pay attention to to what we do on on the show and on this network. And we have people who definitely, I want to say borrow content. I don't know if that's the right word. But, you know, we've had our influence on society. And and, and we always got to say that, you know, I know I say it all the time. Like, when I'm on here on the air, I'm just a spokesperson for the conversations that folks like us are having. That's, that's how I look at myself. And, and I'm just someone else who's out there doing homework and doing research. Yeah, I mean, so so many people pass me information too. They say, "Hey, you gotta look into this," and I look into it because this shit is crazy. Like, hey, like brother man, brother man, 
you you we you were asking me about the reptilians and Phil Snyder and all that shit. Yo, Phil Snyder, that was one of my early, that was like one of my earliest rabbit holes. And that shit went so deep. The whole reptilian thing. And now you see like like that's kind of like common knowledge at this point. My whole childhood, I used to read about UFOs, aliens, all that shit. I never really heard about reptilians until I was probably 19 years old. And when I learned about them, this shit blew my mind. Like, God damn, like that's a thing. But it made so much sense because at a certain point, I came to a point in my studies where I was seeing certain trends. Like, you know, I started reading the Bible. I'm like a talking snake. Then I thought about dragons and dinosaurs. I was like, how come there was all these dinosaurs? I was like, what if dinosaurs were just dragons? You know what I mean? Like, you have all these dragon stories, but you don't have dinosaur stories. What if they were the same thing or something similar? And for whatever reason, scientists never made that correlation. Like, like the whole dinosaur age, like, that, we don't need to go into that. But just to say, it's funny because... Okay, okay, Tony, okay, Tony, Tony, see, same thing, right? I was about 19 years old when I started learning about the reptilians. Shit blew my mind. I saw this program around 2003, and it was on the History Channel or something like that. And shit blew my mind because it was talking about how dinosaurs may have existed at the same time as human. Pretty interesting. And then it talked about how there were certain dinosaurs that might have been bipedal. So you saw a dinosaur that looked like a velociraptor. It was a, a computer graphic, and you showed it walking. Then they started to kind of morph the dinosaur to what it might have actually looked like. And, like, all, all this shit turned into arms, like human arms. And by the time they were done morphing it, the shit looked like a big, bulky human, like a like a Batista type of motherfucker walking, but that that type of shape of body. And I was just like, yo, did they really just tell us that reptilians existed? And it was like the History Channel or National Geographic or something like that. And then they just went on with the rest of the program. But the thought, to think that they would even entertain something like that. This was 2003. I still haven't been able to find that show. Oh, wow. Fedco said they wanted me to think about my post because someone might report it. I don't care what people have to say about my opinions. And that's the thing. Like, are there really people in here who, who are questioning what you're saying? I don't think there's anybody in here who has anything to say about what you want to post, my brother. But they, 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 you know, they have these bots and they have people under the impression that we're always being watched, that big brother's watching shit. Yo, listen, <clears throat> all that reptilian stuff, I don't tell anybody to just absorb it or, 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 or even believe it, you know? I can show y'all a page. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, let me see if I can find this page on Instagram, if it's even still around. Oh yeah, there it is. There's a page. Y'all wanna have some fun? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all want to have some fun? There's a page on Instagram called Padarsan. P-A-D-A-R-S-A-N. P-A-D-A-R-S-A-N on Instagram. Check that page out and have fun with that. Yeah, all the all the studying on these things I've been doing for so long. When I tell you, this page has um, just depictions of reptilians from all throughout history, all throughout history, from all corners of the world, Europe. Uh, Latin Europe, like I'm just I'm just going through this page right now. India, where's this? Some more some more photos of the Nuwa statue in Sheku, China. It relates to the creation legend where the snake goddess Nuwa makes the human race out of clay. She is shown holding up a rock to repair the heavens and keep her children safe. China. Um, what's this one? A lot of different depictions of snakes eating people. If you ever seen, I can't remember what kind of car it is, but there's a car with where that's the depiction where you've got a, like a snake like this, and then there's a man in its mouth. Okay. Uh, another one: a snake eats a human on the Ooz Latejo Hada restaurant in Prague, Czech Republic. According to the restaurant, the golden snake received this house sign in the 18th century when it was a pharmacy. It is the only place in the world where I've ever found a symbol almost identical to the Italian biscone that is apparently not related to the Milanese royal families of Visconti and Sforza. This P-A-D-A-R-S-A-N. Just go check out that page. This page is so well researched. So all the stuff that I was learning about and way more, all the stuff that I was learning about when in my early years down this path, this person has this shit like I'm talking about statues, like real statues that you can see today. You just go to it and the the, the information to back it up. Here, I'll just I don't always I know I don't always do this shit, but I'll just do a quick scroll through the page to show you what I'm talking about. This is the type of shit that is on this page. Just all kind of depictions of reptilians all throughout history. This one, I like this one. This is from, um, what's this from? Illustration by Ray, Ray Nelson's 1963 story, Eight O'Clock in the Morning. The 1988 film They Live is based on this short story where George Nada, Nada, right, realizes that the world is being ruled by reptilian creatures that eat humans. He begins to see posters such as work eight hours, play eight hours, sleep eight hours. And he starts to see people changing between human and reptilian forms. He realizes that not all people are reptilian, but that they are using media and television to control humans and make them obey. The story is actually very similar to Carpenter's film, although the reptilians in the film adapt adaptation are replaced by different aliens. Okay. Yep, they live. This play this page is dope. Um, you know, this is some Mayan Aztec type thing right there. 
Egyptian. The um, oh, the elder Credo Mutua. Rest in power, Credo Mutua. You know, uh, Credo. I, I got to finally see the reptilian agenda for the first time around 20, 2005. Shit blew my mind, fucked my head up. I can't lie because he talked about the royal dynasties. You see this depiction over here of the 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 man being eaten by a snake like that. He there's so many depictions of that same thing. You think it's just a coincidence? Oh, here's another one. Baby being eaten by the snake. Uh, what's going on? From different parts of the world. Okay, like and this. Uh, I can just go on. Y'all get the point. Oh, yeah, right. Fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the bar scene. That shit was crazy. <laughs> Another person being eaten <coughs> by, a, by a, a reptile. You know, um, this one looks like, like they're uh, transforming or something like that. So that's why I say you got to do your homework because you could watch one documentary or one thing talking about them and then try to base your whole, all your input off of that. But see, this is my thing. Once you start to notice uh, patterns, then you have to acknowledge them. I acknowledge patterns, especially when they're worldwide. Yeah. Credo Mutua calls them the Chitauri. The Chitauri. That's what Credo Mutua calls them. And, you know, that goes into other levels because then you're talking about these reptilians and the blood sacrifices and all that stuff. I mean, that's what, to me, that's what war is. It's just a giant blood sacrifice. And, and when we engage in it, we're basically, you know, doing their dirty work for them. It's fucked up. The Chitauri, C-H-I-T-A-U-R-I. That's what uh, Credo Mutua calls them. Yeah. Um. Oh, shit. Tony Tone said, the Mexican factories in the hood where I live at has all of these symbols in my hood everywhere. God. Now... I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I might be starting some shit, Tony Tone, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of human trafficking um, connected to that, too. Yeah, I just started some shit. Maybe it's something that you know. He said, I can, oh, yeah, out of the blue BMX said, I can see the serpent from an occultist perspective, but there seems to be much more to it indeed. Yeah, there is definitely something uh, much more to it because... You know, again, like there's uh, uh, apparently, allegedly that there are these reptilian beings that exist on this earth. But the, the part of the thing is, from what I understand, your vibration has to do with everything. If they can't penetrate your vibration or they can't bring down your vibration, then it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to get to you. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Tony Tone. Yeah, I definitely would like to see that, you know. 
you can show us without compromising yourself because, you know, people don't like being exposed. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, you know, be careful out there. I hope you're strapped. You don't have to tell us. Don't tell us on here. But, you know, it's um, it's important to have the means to protect yourself and your family, especially when you notice because that's the thing. Once you're in a, a in a position where you notice the things around you, it's like they live, like your world is a little bit different. And you're like, okay. Like, uh, man, I used to live on this one block. This is a few years ago, probably 2018, 2017. And this one building had like had the pedal symbol, like blatant big on their awning. Every day I would pass that shit going to work. Like, really? Y'all got the pedal symbol? And it's still there to this day. But because I, before I was aware of that, it was nothing to me. But once I became aware of it, I couldn't unsee it. You know? And like, that's the type of shit that we're talking about. Folks, there's so much stuff out there. And... You don't have to get caught up in everything that's out there, but, you know, like, we have to have a basic understanding of what's right around us. And, again, a lot of this stuff for me comes down to the basics, you know? And and I know I say it a lot. You want to have food, water, shelter. You want to have, you know non-perishable, non-perishable, nutrient-dense superfoods. Oh, shit. Thank you, Cindy. Fucking around over here. Yeah, that's what I get for typing things while I'm trying to talk. You want to have nutrient-dense, non-perishable superfoods on hand just in case, you know? When when shit hits the fan, if and when shit hits the fan, you don't want to be out there naked, per se. You want to make sure you have, you know, if you're especially if you're in a red state, have some firearms. Um and have ammo. You know, you like have you a pistol, have you a rifle, but then have plenty of ammunition. Because ammunition is also could be a bartering tool just in case you're in that type of situation. Have food so that because if the food shortages, I, I wish I could pull shit up on my Internet right now. My inter, Internet's acting crazy because I'm, I'm typing up these strange searches. And so it's not really feeling that, I think. I can do other stuff on here, but for whatever reason, I can't look up stuff on my search engine right now. But listen, I've been seeing these videos of farmers in the U.S. being ordered, asked, persuaded to destroy their crops. And they're being paid, like it's, I guess, especially if they have these FDA loans or something like that, they are being paid by the government more than they would earn.
burn per acre. Yeah, I'm using DuckDuckGo. They're being um, paid more than they would per acre to destroy their crops. I'm telling you, any and and they and a few of them have said that they're being given the option. Either either they can destroy their crops with a lawnmower or you know like a combine or whatever they have on the farm, or they could have their crops sprayed with Agent Orange from the sky. However you want to do it, but destroy your crops. This is what the government's telling them right now, right now. Right fucking now in this country. And then they get this. I saw this one video where the, the farmer, he got a packet, this thick-ass packet in the mail. And was telling him how to destroy his crops. I guess showing him his land from satellites. And they said, oh, yeah, just take it down. You know, we'll be able to see it from the satellites. And then we'll cut you a check. And so God talked to my melanated people, right? So Dr. King told us back in 1968, the night before he got killed. No, no, not the night before he got killed. But he told us in 1968 that in the 1800s, 1900s, you had all these Europeans that were imported into the United States. And they were given farmland. And they were given land grants and land, uh, what do you call it, land grant colleges to to learn how to farm. And they were given education to learn how to mechanize their farm. So they're given all this farmland, taught how to farm. The government was giving them to, to immigrants, you know? And then at a certain point, the government paid them not to farm their land. And paid them not to farm their land. Like, how does that factor into where we're at right now? So. I know John and I have talked about this plenty times, how if you drive across this country, you see all this pristine farmland with not a crop growing on it, not a crop. People are historically being paid not to farm. Now they're paying farmers to destroy their crops. These people are sellouts. These people are sellouts, in my opinion. You know, uh, maybe... Maybe the government would drop Agent Orange on their on their farm if they don't destroy their crops. But that's the type of shit that they should record. Like this, yo, when I tell you folks, we are in a war right now. And a lot of people don't realize it. Super producer Cindy Ashby says, food shortages will be the price we pay. He who controls the food controls the people. Henry Kissinger. That's right. Folks, I'm telling you, <sighs> this shit is sad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you, Tony Tone Agenda 2030. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this shit, like, and we're just getting closer to it. 2025 is going to be a big year, too, because they, they want to have um, a war in 2025. The Deagle forecast, the Deagle forecast for 2025 is looking crazy because the Deagle.com, D-E-A-G-E-L.com deals with 
military expenditures, government expenditures, GDP, things like that, um, population, like they factor all these things in. And back in 2015, 2017 even, they were saying that the U.S. would have Oh, excuse me. It said the U.S. would have 67 to about 83% fewer people by 2025. 80% fewer people by 2025. The GDP would go down. The military expenditure would go down. When I guess when they were asked and pressed about it, they said, oh, because of migration, but you don't lose, you know, two thirds of the population just over migration. Where'd they go? Because you don't see the population explode anywhere in the world, you know, in relation to the decline in U.S. population. Shit didn't really make much sense in 2015, 2017. But now, in 2021, if we have antibody-dependent enhancement. Let me just explain to y'all what antibody-dependent enhancement is from what I understand. So first off, when you have uh, all these uh, CV shots from back in the day, um, yeah, I remember that, the one, thank you. Tony Tone said, this giving me the goosebumps. Remember in They Live, the movie, where the ones that were aware had to meet in private? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're, yo, there are people who are fully aware of the plan. We are told by friends of David Goldberg that many people in the media are aware of this. They knew that this 2020 shit was coming. They knew about it back in like 2019. That's when we were listening to the uh, Friends of David Goldberg stuff back in 2019, talking about this time period right now. We knew a pandemic was coming. We knew some kind of weird lockdown situation was coming. So this Deagle forecast 20 for 2025 says by 2025, we're going to have about 80% fewer people. That's like 200 million Americans just disappeared off the earth. The UK gets hit. France get, gets hit. So many places in this world get hit. It's not just the US. But that's something else to kind of, you know, be aware of. But so the antibody dependent enhancement, from my understanding of it, it is when, so with the, with this, the, excuse me, coronavirus shots that have existed in the past, they've tried, they, they've never had a successful vaccine in the past because that usually the, in a few situations, the animals actually died because of ADE, antibody dependent enhancement, where they get the shot. Okay, they're all right. But once they are now introduced to the pathogen, their bodies attack their bodies. Like autoimmune, it's like an autoimmune response and kills the host. I'm not saying that's going to happen to people who got the shot, but it could happen. 
and that's what worries people like like um Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA process, okay? That's what um, concerns uh, Dr. Byron Brito, that professor of immunology out of Canada. That's what, what concerns people like Dr. Pilevsky, Dr. Tenpenny, and so many other people. That's one of the, one of the many concerns, you know? Dreamscape. I gotta check that out again. I don't remember Dreamscape. I, I vaguely remember it. I think that was an '80s movie. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw Dreamscape. I gotta go back and watch that again. Actually, I might watch it after the show tonight. We'll see. Thank you, Kiss Me Ador. But this antibody-dependent enhancement—that's you know what what we see as the third wave might just be that. It might be the ADE, and they're going to blame it on a new variant. But there's enough information out there. There's enough information out there for you to do your home your your homework. I mean, I'll pull up some stuff on on my computer, but this thing's literally not letting me search anything. And that's what happens when I start talking this shit. <laughs> you know? That's the price I pay for talking this shit. Like, I can't search a damn thing right now. I have different things open, which are working just fine. But when I try to go to my search engine, it's just not working. I'm just saying. You know? Folks always ask me for answers. I don't have answers. I don't have answers. I have answers for myself. And the answers for me are, like I said, non-perishable, nutrient-dense superfoods. <clears throat> seeds, lots of seeds, um, moringa, sea moss, things like that. Just have them just there, just stashed. Because you never know when you're going to need to sustain yourself off of those things. When people, you know, I'm telling you, this AI is a mother. When y'all remember the toilet paper army, y'all remember what happened with the toilet paper. I don't know who passed this memo that said there might be a shortage on toilet paper, but people were savages, savages over toilet paper. That's just to wipe their ass. That wasn't to feed themselves. And so, again, I'm a type of motherfucker. Like, when people, when I, yo, when I first heard that there was a virus and first seeing that, this was before the lockdown, you know, I caught wind of some kind of pathogen. I said, oh, let me stock up on my essential oils just in case. Just in case. I, I you know I make thieves oil. Thieves oil is what they used in the in the black plague. Um and so you know I got I said let me just go get my essential oil just in case because shit could get locked down. <clears throat> you know, when the toilet paper army came out, I said, God damn, people are rushing for 
That's what they're doing for toilet paper, I said. Let me go get my nutrient-dense superfoods and whatnot. And, and I was already, you know, kind of had a nice little collection, but I collected a little bit more just in case. And then what happened? Shit got locked down. All of a sudden, things that were available were no longer as available. I couldn't, you know, my essential oils, my essential oil spots, closed, couldn't even get oils, you know? I, I was looking, I was in Target, because that was one of the things which was still open. I was in Target one time, early on in the pandemic, and I swear the shelves were looking like 1989 in the shelves. Like, if y'all are old enough, you remember the type of products that we had in the late 80s, like Comet, you know what I'm saying? Soft scrub. Comet, soft scrub. Um, your regular Clorox. Things like that. I don't even know if there was liquid soap, you know? The, the fucking, the Brillo pads with the blue stuff in it. Things like that. Like, it, I'm telling you, shit was looking like 1989. I had a flashback of when I was a kid. Like, oh, shit. Soft scrub. I don't know who uses soft scrub now. I, I didn't even know they still made soft scrub until that was the only thing I saw on the shelves. I was um for the longest time, even in the in the height of the lockdown, when I would go into a store, I would look and see where the products were coming from. The only products that were on the shelves were American products made in like New Jersey, New York, like real local. Real local. I didn't even know that was a thing. You just got to be aware of what's going on, folks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Out of the blue, BMX said, even clearing one's throat to cough in public gets the stare down by the zombies. Yo, who you telling? You can't clear your throat. And now you got all these people who got the shot. and That shit is freaking me out. I can't lie. Because I don't know. I mean, I feel for you if you got that thing. No disrespect. But now you got people just throwing around this spike protein. Like, we still don't know the implications of what the spike protein does and how that affects people and how that spread. And if it's being spread to people, like, it's a whole situation. It's a whole shit show right now. And people are just so comfortable. Like, I'm not worried about unvaccinated people. I'm worried about the people who got this gene therapy. Because y'all don't know. Y'all don't know what's in your body. Y'all don't know the process that is occurring in your bodies right now. I don't know. All I know is, all I think I understand is where this stuff is going and where it's accumulating and that it might be seeping out of your body in one way or another. How? I don't know. I'm telling you, folks, this is like, <sighs> we're down to the wire here, you know? If, if we don't, if we don't get a hold of things, this next year could be horrific. And then, at the same time, if we're moving through it fearlessly, like you see, 
the plans that the elites have, it hardly ever works out the way they want it to work out. And that's one thing that we have at our to our advantage is that their plans don't really work out like that. And <sighs> excuse me, people think their plans work, but they don't. If this was up to them. They would have had this type of lockdown back in 2001 after 9-11, but they couldn't do it. People were too savvy. And they tried to have the perfect lockdown with this 2020 shit, but still they couldn't do it. If, if it was up to them, we'd already be living in this shit right here. The loud guy, the American gulag. But for whatever reason, their plans keep getting thwarted. And I'm sure, you know, the, the light workers who are out there doing their energy work, big up to you, keep doing it. You know, you can send energy to, you can send energy to places, you know, whether people believe in prayer, meditation, concentrated energy will go a long way. Shoot. We can even do an experiment with this program, right? Let's say because, you know, we have everyone who's on the line right now. We have listeners who will inevitably listen to this in the next few weeks and months. We can do a thought experiment here. We just have to remember it, you know. Um, right now it's Monday, August 2nd. So, say by Monday, August 9th, you know, let, let's try to manifest something. Let's try to create a change, a certain change that we want to see, something that benefits us and humanity, something, you know, that works against their favor whether it's a certain disclosure, you know, like think about all this Epstein shit that's out there. Imagine these punk ass judges opened up, like unsealed the records, like wake up out of their sleep, like I can't do this anymore. And fucking the next day go to work and just release all the record and just show us who's been doing this, you know, like we need something grand like that. Um, But that's the type of energy, you know, just try to just put that out there for this week and see what we come up with. Because we need some wins and the people, like the people need to see wins out here more than anything. We need to see wins. And, you know, the art of war tells us if you uh, have to defend everywhere, then you can defend nowhere. That's the paraphrasing. And so we want to have these people on their heel heels. If we have, you know, Whoever is listening here, find out what's important to you when it comes to, you know, chanting down Babylon, when it comes to taking down these folks. What's important to you? What do you want to see changed? Focus on that this week and let's approach it from different fronts. I don't even want to, you know, I don't want to specify too much because everybody has their creativity and everybody has something that they want to approach. And I think it'd be more effective 
if we approach it from the angle that we see fit, you know? Um, and yeah, and I just want to leave it right there. You know, Let, let's, let's, uh, let's target these people. You know, if you, like I said, I'm not going to specify however you want to do it. We know what fight we're in right now. And we know that we're fighting for humanity and we know the type of world that we want to see and that we want to create. So how do we create it? That's what time, you know, that's what time we're on right now. Thank you. Out of the blue BMX says light work and dark work are both necessary. <laughs> exactly. In EFA, they say you have constructive forces and destructive forces. There is no good or evil title put on them. You can construct something that's detrimental to humanity or you could destroy something that's detrimental to humanity. You know, it's how you use that type of energy. But the most important thing I think is one to operate from a place of love. And where if you if you're operating from a place of love, then it's a lot more difficult for fear to get in. You know, if, if you're operating from a place of fear. That's when you just got to sit your ass down and deal with that fear, address that fear, transmute that fear, turn it into something constructive or something positive for yourself before you go throwing your energy around because that's not going to help anybody. We don't need people. We got too many people in fear. Come on. We got the fucking the church of TV, you know, the church of cable. <laughs> right now where people are, are are struck with fear off of what's on the tv you know we got the church of christianity that then any organized religion most organized religions which instill fear into people got get all that shit out of your brain if you're operating from a place of fear sit your ass down and deal with the fear first that was one of the first things. It's funny. I'm going to say this and I'm going to close out soon. That's one of the first things I had to deal with as I was coming into knowledge was fear. And I had to process that fear and get it out of my system so that I could move effectively. And, you know, it took time. It took time, but it was well worth it because you learn new stuff and you see what's going on in the world. It's easy to get stuck in fear. It's easy to get stuck in anger. Easy to get stuck in a lot of different places that are not vibrating at the level that you deserve. Thank you. Out of blue BMA, you are so on point. That's right. He said they're playing off the ultimate fear, that being the fear of death. That's how they're even getting away with this is the fear of death. Yeah, exactly. And the thank you. And that's the thing. Cause, and you know this, I'm sure you know this. Once you get over the fear of death, that makes you extremely dangerous because once you're not afraid to die, you know, once you're not afraid to die, and it's not saying that you want to die, but once you are no longer afraid of death, then you can't, you can't just be bought or manipulated, you know? 
now somebody, they got to come at you with something of substance. And it's a decision that you make without fear what type of path you want to go down. That's where we all need to be. That's why I say kick the fear first. You don't need that shit. That shit is a bad religion. Yeah, of course, right. We're at the camps, we'll be the soul fan. Thank you. See, Fedco said I had to deal with fear when I read The Pale Horse. Yeah, you do. When I tell you, man, when I was reading Behold the Pale Horse and, and I was um reading the Phil Snyder transcript all around that same time, then when I tell you the dreams, I was already starting to have dreams before I came in contact with those things. But the dreams I was having, I'm telling you, like, I'll spare you right now. Maybe we'll talk about that another time. I was having some wild-ass dreams you know, and still having wild-ass dreams even to this day, you know, that are still kind of on that same theme. But even how I approach them is different today. And I think a large part of that is because I was able to kick the fear. I was able to kill it, you know, get the fear out of your brains, get the fear out of your hearts and watch what happens. Makes you a dangerous individual. And if nothing else, if the people who are listening to this broadcast can kick the fear that means you could help someone else kick the fear. And if you don't have the fear, then I encourage you to help other people to kick that fear. Get it out of their system. Just get it out of there. Because that then, you know, that's the army that we need right now. I'm going to leave it at that, folks. Yo, I've been up now. Shit. I've been up for 24 hours now. I cannot fucking believe it. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody for your input and your comments. You already know we were uh, even, even despite the heavy censorship that we are experiencing on this show, y'all still came through. You still tuned in, and you still fought, and I appreciate it. You know all that fight that you have and that we have. We gotta take it to the streets. We gotta take it, but don't you know? I don't mean take it to the streets like burn shit down. I mean like. We got to take it out into this world. We got to do our meditations. We got to focus our energy. We got to chant down Babylon. We have to protect our family and our loved ones. We have to protect our human family from these people because they're trying to take folks out. I mean, we, we have to chant down this, this so-called vaccine. We got to chant down this shot that they're putting in people right now, Okay. All this stuff, man. Whatever angle you want to approach this thing at, that's the angle that you got to take it. Don't let me put ideas into your mind. You tell me what you want to do. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, the whole On The Wake Up Radio Army for tuning in. Big shout out to uh, my co-host, my brother John, the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Big shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio on the wake up. Look it up. Lord individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deang. Cindy Ashby. Cindy Ashby. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life.
it's free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.